Welcome to The Collector's House, a Matches Fashion Podcast. I'm Danielle Rudeutschen. Each episode features a conversation with a creative mind about the things that inspire them or that have given their life meaning in some way. From books, to art, to a piece of jewellery, these objects are collected into a cabinet which resides in physical form in the attic at 5 Carlos Place, the Matches Fashion Townhouse in London. Today's guest is Tabitha Simmons, the footwear designer and fashion stylist. The British-raised New York native made her name on London's fashion scene in the 90s. She worked at Joseph, Dazed and Confused magazine and Alexander McQueen, and she briefly tried her hand at modelling, before she moved to New York for a high-profile career as a stylist for Calvin Klein and American Vogue. She launched her shoe brand in 2009 and immediately made an impact with her famous punk rock buckle boots and the flats named after her friend Alexa Chung. Yeah, no, welcome to the podcast. Hello. It's great to have you in from New York. For, for How long are you here for? Uh, I'm here until Friday, so... Flying visit. Freshly arrived. <laughs> Um, with your new baby? With my new four-month-old, yes. Yeah. It's, and it's not her first trip um, flying long haul, you said, but... No, she um, flew to Milan when she was two weeks old, and um, she slept all the way, and then this time around she was like a hot potato, where she refused to sleep and scream the whole entire plane down. She so. obviously doesn't like London as much as Milan. <laughs> Um, and, and you and so yeah, congratulations on that, obviously. And then you recently got married. I couldn't help noticing from your Instagram account. Yes, I got married uh, two weeks ago. So actually, no, probably ten days ago. So there's been a lot going on. Baby just been married and christening, all in the space of. <laughs> Few months. Have you had time to go on a honeymoon or is that later on? No, I think we're trying to um, fit some days in between uh, Dolce & Gabbana fittings and uh, the couture show. So we're probably going to uh, go to Italy, we'll go off somewhere around Italy. So if not, we're going to put it off till next year. Dolce <laughs> um, is one of your clients yes you've worked quite a lot with them yeah in fact they designed um, your wedding dress yes they designed my wedding dress I was so honored because the dress was so beautiful and um it just made you feel like a princess for a day and uh it was I was so honored that they said yes and because they mean you know a lot to me uh, after a long working relationship with them so it was really nice what did you um tell them what you wanted or did they say they were really good they they told me you know they sort of asked me what I wanted and then they created this beautiful sketch and and then uh, and then it sort of turned up in in New York for me to try on and and they they know me pretty well I mean I wanted something a little bit sort of Victorian inspired and um, I wanted sort of like off-white lace and then they did my two boys suits as well because they gave me away because so, it was my second second marriage, so they gave me away, which is really nice. You're that you're right. Just talking about your aesthetic, because you do seem to like that Victorian feel. I, where does that come from? I do not know where that came from. I just, I've always been. I love you know Victorian jackets, Edwardian. I just think they're always just so beautifully made and. And I love the silhouettes and, and the time period seemed always sort of um, 
I they just used to sort of really dress up and everything sort of really feminine as well and, and so I love there's always a little bit of a nod in, in my collections of shoes sort of based around that kind yeah. of Victoria era because <laughs> it reminds me a bit of um, Alexander McQueen as well who I know you styled for a bit back in yeah. the, was it the not late 90s yeah sometime, around. yeah sometime <laughs> around then but there's that he, there's a bit of a reflection there isn't yes, it and yeah he was quite into that sort of that vibe as that well. vibe yes yeah, yeah. he was yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about your cabinet and I was wondering what were the things that you'd put in there um, I'd probably start off with my first pair of shoes I ever made. I think that's something that I would definitely put in. Um, I made a pair of shoes called the Karen and that shoe I couldn't actually believe I sort of got it off the ground because I sort of thought about shoes for the longest time and really wanted to do a, you know, do a collection and and it took a lot, many, many years of thought and how to sort of do it. And and so finally, when it sort of arrived and then I got, you know, sort of them there and, you know, one of my best friends, Karen Elson, sort of came in and was like, this is my favourite. And so from that moment on, it was called the Karen. And, and that was something I was really excited about because it was my first ever, ever sort of pair of shoes I designed. Which That was, was the first pair for your Tabitha Simmons shoe brand yes yeah so i think that was it like describe what was the karen else karen what was the karen like it was a wedge and it was a pink suede with black elastic and a little pink bow (laughs) why do you think why did she why was karen particularly drawn to that one um do you know i have no idea she just sort of picked that was the one she picked up and i in my first collection i really sort of designed you know, I designed the collection and sort of showed it to a few people. And then different people picked up different styles of what their favourite was. So I ended up, you know, naming that shoe after them because, you know, they were like, you've got to name them for the factory. So I was like, well, Karen likes that one. So Grace yeah. likes this one, this one like that. So Because there are other, you them. know, you name the Alexa after Alexa Chung, yes. I think. And there are, you yeah, that like- I was wearing. And then she said, oh, I like that. I love a point. And I was just sort of testing it at the time of, because I try and wear my shoes and, and test them. Um, because being a female designer I think it's good that you can actually do that and check their function and I was wearing them on a shoot and she really liked them so I ended up calling one Alexa so does it make a difference calling them after celebrities I think it happened naturally I mean I just generally because I'm in the fashion industry that I tend to sort of be working around you know models and and um, celebrities or fashion designers and and so then you know they sort of tend to sort of say what they like and what they don't and and I sort of picked picked that up but there's you know many different shoes named after my mother's cat and so there's always like things that it's got to be an evocative name I guess as well yeah because your name is very cool is that your original name yeah it's my original name my mother was a bewitched fan so I ended up after bewitched that's so cool (laughs) You grew up in in England. Well, sorry, yeah, I grew up in Cambridgeshire. So, what was your upbringing like? Um, I grew up in the countryside, so I think that was something that I grew up there, and it wasn't really fashion. There was no kind of fashion there. You know, I sort of had to wear a school uniform every day. I think I got very interested in shoes because my mother wouldn't let me wear 
um, pointed shoes or they had to be round toe lace-ups for school and I really like, hated start them. right. <laughs> It was, it was Clark's. Which Clark's oh, are now really cool, but yeah. at the time I was like, I don't want a brown lace-up, I want a white stiletto. <gasps> Something really... <laughs> so from that moment on, I think I got, I got very interested in fashion. Did you, um, always row, did you always have a strong sense of what you wanted and did it make you row with your mother? Um, not so much. I think I ended up as a, in a Saturday job and my first ever job when I was 14 was working in a shoe shop. So from that, I would, you know, I think that's when I sort of got interested in fashion and then I went to work at film and TV. I did a degree in film and TV set design and I had a Saturday job at Joseph and that's where I discovered like Helmut Lang and Prada and Elijah and all those kind of like design designers. Um, and so that's when I got very interested in fashion. Are you a good salesperson? Yes. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> um, what else are we going to put into your cabinet then? So we've got the, um, the Karen shoe, was it? We've got the Karen yeah. shoe. We've got... Um, I guess I'd like to put in a cabinet of curiosities is uh, the Big Sur, if that can fit into the Big Sur. That's you can manage a postcard. You can manage a postcard yeah. of the Big Sur. I think that was one of my favourite trips I've ever been on. Um, I'd never sort of seen, Amer- I'd always been in America because I, I live in New York, but I'd you know seen like LA and I'd seen Miami and I'd been to very many different cities, but I'd never actually seen like the vastness of... Um, America and it was amazing driving from LA to the Big Sur and it was one of the most magical kind of places actually Alexa um, said it's an 11 everything is an 11 um, at the Big Sur when I was going and I told her I was going and she said everything is an 11 there the sky is the 11 out of 10 and um, who did you go with? I went with my now husband um, and that's when he kind of was like I think we should get married I think we should be together and we sort wow. of really sort of sort of devoted ourselves to one another that's pretty that's... epic as proposals go <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a natural proposal but we were talking about the yeah. future so. yeah um so do you travel a lot in that way I mean I'm obviously you travel for work I know you um I travel that. a lot because of work so I'm always going backwards and forwards all the time um constantly uh, to Milan and my shoes are made in Florence so I'm there a lot and I always like to come to Italy but I never sort of end up going to kind of holiday destinations so this year I'm going to try and try and make more of a holiday destinations <laughs> try and fit in the honeymoon somewhere yeah where, where is the honeymoon um we're not sure it's going to be somewhere around Italy somewhere around like Positano or some, somewhere around there. Hideous. Hideous, yeah. horrible, yeah. disgusting place. And what about, just going back to what you were saying about, so you moved, so you were, you were like a shop girl working in a shoe shop um, in, what was the name of the town? Uh, Peterborough. Peterborough. Um, and then you came to London to go to university. Yeah. It? Which university was that? Um, I went to Kingston. I mean, working at Joseph, which was mm-hmm. the height of trendiness at the time, I right? know. It was the height. I was so lucky. Were you sort of quite aware of that? Was it a kind of... A, were you, did you lock out and end up there? Or was it something where you were like, I want to work in the heart of cool London Do fashion? You know no, it wasn't. It was actually uh, my stepmother. Um, she asked them if, 
if they had any Saturday jobs because I needed That's to get nice, a job. Quite a nice thing and to do. They, they actually said yes, they did. And I think she probably completely changed the course of uh, course of my life because I was ending up, you know, really getting into fashion in that store. Yeah. Was it? Did and it just happened to be at the right time. You know, they happened to ha- want yeah. someone. And what was it like there then? What, what were the hot labels? Who was coming in? Um, I think it was. There was a lot of. I think Helmut Lang was a really big label at that point, and um, Joseph, of course, was really was really good, and Pr- Prada, and actually Dolce, Dolce and Gabbana, they were really big, and Alaya, those ones. Mm. I worked in the Alaya section. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and what? So, and what was? And what took you from there to the next? Because I think. Did you then started doing some internships, or you worked with at Dazed? Was it? Yeah, I worked at Dazed and Confused um, with Jefferson. Hack. With Jefferson, he was the one that actually got me into do, to to. He made shoes possible. I always call him the Godfather of my shoes. Um, How did that, of how did that work? Um, because he helped me find um, production and um, someone in sales and he was like let's stop talking about it and just get on with it so I was <laughs> like okay I'll get on with it and I ended up doing it so that's so cool I know so I owe him a lot as well very godfather going through this going gosh I've got a lot of Christmas presents thank you nice to write what do you give him though you're not going to give him a pair of shoes or maybe he'd no. give him I don't know he'd like a book I think do you design? You don't design men's. Were you, did you think about doing men's? No, no. I'm I'm quite terrified of designing men's shoes because mm. <laughs> they either wear sneak. I don't know. A lot of guys I know wear sneakers, or they end up wearing shoes that they've had for a long time and tends to be a black lace up. Mm. I don't. So I need to expand on that. I think. <laughs> Let's go back to say cabinet. Cabinet. What's, what's next? Um, I have. Um, I get. Uh, I guess just recently I got bought a Victorian cross. I think is my one when Violet was born. So I think that's definitely got to go in because uh, it's. You know, obviously it was a very special. You know, moment to have my th- my third child. So I ended up with. Um, and so, it was a gift. Yeah. So my my husband bought it for me now, and it's a and it's a Vic- Victorian cross. So it's an old antique diamond and Victorian cross. Wow. Do you know anything about its history or anything about it? No, just that it's from the Victorian It's era. Victorian and it looks beautiful. <laughs> and it looks beautiful and I've put a ribbon in it and wear it as a choker. Oh, and I wore it on my uh, wedding day. So I wore it. I hadn't worn it before until my wedding day, so I wore it then. He was like, you never wear that. I bought you that yeah. and you never wear yeah. it. And so now I just... I, I did it. Sounds quite dolce. It's well. very dolce. Yeah. It's very, very dolce. <laughs> Let's talk a bit more about the styling thing, because um, how did you then get into styling? Um, well, from Joseph, I got uh, discovered as a model, and I ended up um, finishing university and then ended up modelling, and I was a hopeless, terrible model. And um, is it a temperament thing, or why I just you, wasn't very good at it. I think, I think you have to have a certain mindset. Like the the girls I know are absolutely like brilliant, and you understand why they are the best at the at what they do. Because I think it's not just you know they understand how to make a dress look good, what's their character, how they get into their character, and 
I just used to stand there and look a bit awkward and <laughs> not sort of really have any idea. But you know, the girls, the, the girls I've, I'm lucky enough to work with are really brilliant, and you understand like the way they move and the way they they are. They're they're good. Yeah, the way the way they are. So I didn't do that for very long, but I um, then discovered that there was. Um, styling because at that point you know you didn't really know about it yeah a stylist then, a stylist wasn't something you heard about was no. it no and so I was like what's that job and ended up sort of wanting to do that so that's why I ended up meeting Jefferson and Katie and then and Katie so, Ground yeah Katie so that, Ground. they were both working at Dazed yeah right so so, so they were the ones that encouraged you to so Jefferson also encouraged you to style as well as become a shoe designer no it was actually um Edward <laughs> Enningfall <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Edward Enningfall was the one that was like, we should, you should put all these be... people into your cabinet. Uh, I know. All the people who have encouraged He Tabitha. was amazing. I mean, he literally was like, you shouldn't be a model. You should be a stylist. You have great style. And he was working at ID at the time and sort of wrote me a letter and said, you, you know, you need to style. And he, he was the one that was actually really, really encouraged me. So... You know, Edward, you will definitely be. I owe you so much, and thank you. <laughs> what's, he, what's he like? Everyone's intrigued because of his new job. He is fantastic. He is absolutely the best of the best. He's brilliant, and I used to work with him at American Vogue, and we all used to sit together in an office, and he's brilliant. He's so inspiring. He's the most energetic person I've ever met, and... He can make something out of nothing. You know, you could give him a white shirt and say, come up with a hundred ideas for this white shirt and he'll be able to do it in a second. But yeah, Edward, what do you think of his Vogue, his British Vogue that he's doing? Uh, I think he's doing a brilliant job. I think he's fantastic and and he's doing a great job. Mm. Definitely. Um, What, you haven't styled for him there yet. Has he asked you to? No, yeah. I work across the pond. Yeah, American folk. <laughs> Which takes me to, so you, I know, so or let's talk about um, Alexander McQueen styling, styling for him. Mm-hmm. What was it um, like? He was, you know, incredible and he was, you know, that's really where I got a real passion for shoes because when you work with him, you really had... Um, you started from the very beginning with him and he would do a sketch and you would work on the shoes and the shoelace or the silhouette with him and and so you would watch these incredible sort of creations sort of you know flower or sort of come to life before your eyes and that's something that I loved was always the shoe because I always thought the shoe really sort of finished off any sort of look like you could have a black dress and if you've got a kitten heel versus a platform, that completely interprets the the look very, very differently. And so that, as a stylist, I think we were always very obsessed with the shoe, the shoe, the shoe. And I loved the process. Like I loved, you know, looking at the last and, and kind of seeing how they were all created. So that was something that I really became really interested in. And did he um, tell you what he wanted you to do or was he very much like just do go and do... 
what you, what, what you want. No, he was very clear. He was very clear in what he wanted. And, and I think a lot of the designers like Dolce and Gabbana, they were the same. They were very, very clear in what they, they really know their DNA. They know their customer. They know, um, and I think that's great. And I think that's almost like a key to success in terms of they know what they want. They're not jumping on trends or following something that someone else is doing. They're very, you know, sort of, this is what we're doing. This is the journey that we're going on right now. And this is what we feel. And hopefully people sort of respond to it or not. And that's something that, you know, I loved, you know, and was so sort of honored that I got to work with, with, you know, great, sort of very extremely, hugely talented people. And that's something, I mean, the obvious, comparison to draw there is that you do that with your own pieces of course with your footwear because it it's quite there's a lot of styles that are consistent from season to season that you carry over yes and you do veer sometimes off into more trend-led things but you tend to have a quite a it's quite a it's been quite a consistent vision you say yeah I mean when I first started my shoes I was always um at that point it was very like extreme like Olivia Thieskin was doing like that huge platform that you could barely sort of walk down the runway with and you know and it just got more and more and more and more and so I wanted to create a collection that was shoes that you could wear not just for one season and I ended up doing flat points and single soles and almost going completely in the opposite direction of, of all the, the kind of platforms and, and keeping it very sort of sim- simple but with like feminine touches and, de- and details on the shoes but keeping the silhouettes very um, understated. What was it like by the way with designing a hit shoe I, I mean there are, there's loads of really popular styles that you've done but I'm talking about you know the buckle multi-buckle sort of oh, flat ginger. Bo- yeah. boots which it just oh, seemed yeah, like oh, yeah. it was just that thing where it just I think Sienna Miller wore them or you know someone like that and you and then it was that thing of like wow they're really cool and then suddenly you just saw them everywhere, everywhere. yeah and what 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 was that must have felt like? It, do you know what it's it's weird because you don't actually like you just do what you feel and then you're so happy that people actually you know pick it out because you are you know because I know the process and I know you know sometimes they'll go into a room and there's like 200 pairs of shoes sitting there and for me to sort of like they've picked mine out of those like 200 pairs I'm always like completely sort of thank you because like, I know they get so much choice but I never think of when I'm designing like oh this is going to be a hit or this is I almost design for almost like what I would want to wear or you know people with like busy lifestyles you know that have got kids and work and um like you yeah kind <laughs> of they're always all over the place and so that I want to I Sorry, I was just. Until okay. I just suddenly remembered thinking. I was thinking about you, and I was looking at everything you do. Of your mum and super, super busy, juggling. Da, da, da. I don't know how she does it. All that stuff. But how do you do? You keep. How do you keep track of your time? Because I'm sort of obsessed with this idea. Because some people seem to keep an old classic Smiths and diary, and some people do a kind of. I personal have a diary. really good team that push me around into certain parts. spots. <laughs> I mean I think that's what it needs and also I have to really plan ahead so I can't just you know like because shoes is on such a long time frame like we're now working on um, spring summer of next year 
and because everything's on such a long time frame that you can really like plan well so nearly a whole time. year ahead. yeah so you really do you have to be really planning like there's not much sort of like oh i'm just gonna fly off somewhere for three weeks and so there's nothing like that at all <laughs> What do you do when you see something that inspires you for a future shoe design? Do you take a snap of it and go, ooh, yes, that's a good all idea? all the time, all the time, constantly. Over everything. I mean, I had a chandelier at home and that turned into a chandelier shoe, which would also go into my... So let's go back to the cabinet. So you just said <laughs> that you put your wedding dress in, which we've spoken about. So we yeah. get the wedding dress in there somehow. Definitely. And the chandelier or the chandelier shoe? I put the chandelier in it because that's something that um, I ended up looking at it and then it ended up becoming a shoe. So it's always like things like, in, I don't know, think different things inspire you. So it could be from a chandelier or it could be from a trip or it could be from anything. But that was, and it's now on my wedding line. So that's, it's now there. So. Yes, your bridal shoe line. Yeah. Is that what you mean that you just launched at the same time as having your wedding? I know. Like, is that a yeah. Yes. <laughs> Actually, Excellent that did marketing. not happen. That really, that was Your really Your PR weird. team must have been like, thank you. Yeah, I know, it was really, it was really odd that happened, actually. Because you had to do that in such far, so far in advance. That, yeah. So it all happened in one go. Did you wear your own, this is an obvious question to ask, did you wear your own shoes? Yes, I did wear my own shoes. And... Um, and what I do in wedding, when you buy a pair of the um, wedding shoes, and it wasn't just for me, but I write uh, the, la- the person who's getting married in the sole, like I embroider her in the sole, um, her name and the date of the wedding. And so, and it's all in blue. So she's always got something blue. So it's on the, it's on the sole, which I, that's what I did for me too. So I put those... I think you can put those in there as well because okay. those are like a keepsake yeah. of like they've got the name and yeah. everything in there. That's so nice. Such a nice idea. Um, and also because bridal shoes don't, it's not something you really read that much about or... No. Well, it started off because I'd make bridal shoes for friends and then because they were my friends, it sort of made me feel like I wanted to give them something special that they would keep or not just like okay here's your shoe and you can just fling it away so I that's why I ended up writing their name and uh, sorry embroidering their name and the, the date of their, their marriage so that's how that kind of happened so then I thought I really want that to, to be for customers as well not just for me and my my friends so so nice um and I'm just going back to your kind of life journey um i think we got to when you were styling from a queen and then i know you moved what was the thing that made that moved you to across the pond to new york um i uh, started working with calvin klein as well so he i came over um to style his show and so then, it was when he was still designing yeah, for the brand yeah. yeah so i went over um, there and, and he was another one that I would work from the very very beginning and I'd see the process and did he also mentor you <laughs> and worked on the shoes um, he was pretty good I mean it's funny I, I see him now and he's like Tabitha if you ever want to talk about shoes I'd love to I you know he's he's great so and how did it feel having Calvin Klein request your 
that you, for you to work for him that must be quite amazing it really was and I was really nervous yeah. I was like in the lift like I can't yeah. believe it I can't believe it and then I told my grandmother and she said who's Calvin Klein and then oh. in the end I was like oh forget it <laughs> you don't know that you're not going to know it um, what, um, what, what was he doing at that point was it sort of um was it Hedy, was it Kate Moss moment yeah or was it uh I think it was just after, just after it was Kate just Moss after I did his last collection his ever collection so and then I did uh, a couple before, so, so I did his sort of very mm. last time there. Wow. So, I know. And then it was, and then American Vogue, you've done a lot of... Yeah, then I went to um, V Magazine, and then from V Magazine I went to American Vogue. So... <laughs> I've been there ever since. I was going to ask you what's Anna Winter like, but I know what you're going to say. She's really amazing, she told me, she's very encouraging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly, but that, it's true. It's really, really true. You know, I went into the office and told her that I was going to do, you know, do a shoe line and, and she was really, really encouraging. She was, so she doesn't mind, she didn't mind you doing that as well as... No, and, and from that moment on, she's always been really encouraging of it. And um, Does she ever give you feedback on the um, shoes? Not, no, not really. She'll give me feedback on a shoot. Oh, really? Yeah, if it's a terrible shoot, she'll let you know. Really? Yeah, she'll definitely let you know. But if it's a good shoot, she'll also What's let you the... know too. So I like it because she's honest. Yeah. She'll tell you straight. She's whether famous it... for that, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, and I like people like that because you always know where you stand. So you're like, okay, it was yeah. it was a bad shoot. <laughs> but she then commissioned you to do another one. Yeah, but then she, you know, she moves on very quickly. Like she's like, okay, that was bad. Now concentrate. On that this. was bad. <laughs> no, she'll tell you it's bad. I've done bad shoots. I can admit that. <laughs> Many um, bad shoots, actually. Um, what are you like as a boss? Um, I'm a team player. I mean, I really, really respect my team, and but I'm. You know, I like things to be done. I'm sort—I of, don't want to say firm, but fair. You know, like I'm a fair boss, but I like things done in a certain way and you know, professional and together. And you seem so nice. Are you and are you? How do you how do you manage to be that firm person? Well, if something's not done right, then they definitely know about it. I mean, working—you know—having working with you know people like Anna and Tamil you know, Anna, yeah. Not, I wouldn't say channel her, but just be honest in, you know, if somebody's done not such a great job, then I think you need to sit down and tell them that it's not, you haven't done such a great job and this is the way you need to improve or this is the way you need to go forward or, because I think sort of saying yes, oh, that's great when it's not, or you don't think it's not, then I just don't think it helps anyone. Mm. So mm. I've tried to be quite firm and fair. And do you feel like a New Yorker now? I don't know, I'm back in London, I really, I want to say, I, I guess I do because my kids are really firmly in New York and they're really American and they are fully, you know, sort of um, Americanized. and so I guess I, I am now, I mean my father says I sound really American because I, because <laughs> I do this, well, I wasn't going to say think. anything but no. <laughs> But there's twangs that come out, and it's because you've lived there for ten years. But but I think I'm kids... sure. Give me three days here, and I'll yeah. be back to it. I'll be back in yeah. the saddle. You'll be saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, but I think kids, yeah. kids do that up speak thing here as well. Oh, they do. My dad is like, you think? You know. <laughs>
What does your dad think of you and, your, and all your success? Uh, he's really proud of me. I think they're really proud of me. But I never think, oh, I'm, oh, great, I'm so successful. Because you always wake up and you're like, okay, those shoes didn't get delivered, the outsoles are having a problem, this is having a problem. So you always wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, what are the problems for today and the fires that you need to put out? So you never sort of, like, think, oh how great you are or there's always like stuff that you need to do or stuff that you need to move forward with so yeah and what about New York style versus London or the whole um I mean I think London style is fantastic I think it's just one of the best in the world and I don't know whether it's because I'm from England and and I just think they're I don't know people are much more experimental here um Whose who's style do you really admire? Like, who do you stalk on Instagram for thinking, God, they, they dress really well? Men or women? Um, I, think, I think Alexa dresses really well. I think she's brilliant in what she wears and how she puts things together and, and who she is. And, I, I, I think, and she's got such a personal style. It's never, like, following a trend or it's never... Like, I think she's great... Um, I think, um, you know, I think Kate has always been brilliant and always had amazing style. Um, I just think there's so many British girls. Uh, you know, I think Cara's great and Poppy. I think they're really, really good good girls with style. Mm. There's a lot. There's a, you could go on and yes, of, on and on. Or, um, and also, and, and you, you're with your own style, because I, when I first started, when I was looking at your pictures of you and first became aware of you, you were sort of, I was sort of this quite like, quite rock and roll style and definitely, you know, with the shoes, like the buckle shoes and you, it was quite that sort of, did you ever work with Nicholas Gesquier? I? I modelled in Balenciaga. Right, because I think I always thought of you as that kind of yeah. girl and that kind of quite hardcore and obviously now and I think then you were like more living in Chelsea so now you were married to Craig McDean yeah. photographer and now you, with your new marriage you're kind of more of a like is it more uptown I've gone uptown every side girl <laughs> I was thinking how do you reconcile those two things and do you feel like your style's going to change I don't think so because I've got an office downtown so my I moved uptown because my boys literally they go to school one block away so I was like okay I'm going to move right near their school so that they can just walk to school and they've got like their own independence. And then I've got um, my offices are on the corner of um, Howard Street and uh, Mercer, and they're opposite like skateboard shops and sneaker stores where there's like always a queue or a bouncer outside. And so, you know, I still got every day I'm sort of going into that that kind of world. <laughs> What do you think of that? Whole, I, I, I should, should we, have we talk, mentioned your husband's name? Is it Topper? Yeah. And he's in. He's he's kind of from some Scion, really amazing. I just, I just looked at it and I was like, oh my god, it's just like um, it really reminds me of Gossip Girl. That whole world <laughs> from the UK. That's what it looks like. <laughs> do you know what I mean? up in New York I mean he he's a definite New Yorker you know and he got brought up in New York and 
that was his, you know, he, he sort of still lives on the same road that his, um, well now we've just moved, but he, before we were married, he just, he still lives on the same road as where he grew up with. And I was like, you're so suburban <laughs> and you live in New York and you haven't moved your, from your road. So, um, but he, yeah, he's a New Yorker, but he's a gossip girl. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, cotillion, they just talk about that in every episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe I'm what's cotillion was it cotillion there was some sort of it was like a kind of every episode there was some like I need to watch it gala event or something that they all went to where it was just like and it was full of like it was like a pre-side and um yeah that just it made me just think of that. <laughs> <laughs> clearly quite a random reference I'm pulling here um but but yeah so cabinet is there anything else we're putting in because there's like um I feel like we've got quite a lot of things now. Um, Was there anything else you wanted to include? My kids, can they go in? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> my kid and my iPhone. Yeah. I think those two things is I'm like completely like stuck to all times. So I think those are the two, the two ones so, that really so need to go in. Three kids, so we can put like a photo of your, of your three kids. Yeah. And then an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. definitely an iPhone. Yeah. Unfortunately, what, oh, which should... apps? Which apps do you use the most? Um, I use um, I use what? Which ones do I use a lot of? I use Uber tons. I think that's a real one, especially around New York. Well, actually, because you travel so much, it's really easy because it's everywhere. So it's amazing, because right? I travel all the time there, that I really like like that. That's that's kind of easy. Um, so I guess I guess Uber is one of the apps that I really use a lot of. Candy Crush. Is it easy to take? That's another, yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one that always gets used <laughs> occasionally when I'm like. Um, so I think those are the two. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Oh, and um, I've got a Nanit app as well, which is really good now because when my kids were before, you can now actually see her. And it sort of like flings up and it's like Violet crying, um, uh, Crib Disturbed and all this stuff on What's this app. And it's What's insane. It it's called Nanit. And it sort of films her. Like before when I had kids, it was like a radio, which you'd sort of like work out which channel it was. Because there's quite a long gap. Your, your yeah, two there's elder like ones. 12 how years old, difference. How old are your two boys? 14 and 12. Right. So yeah, it would yeah. have been different because there wouldn't have been iPhones then. Uh, I think they were just, just coming, coming out. out, yeah, yeah. And I think now you just can had one monitor, and now it's like a monitor where you're literally at work and you just see, you know, Violet crying or crib disturbed. It's kind of so that one at the moment's being used a lot, which I didn't realise about. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. Um, is it? Are you? Are you um, what, what are you doing next with your with your brand? Are you thinking of expanding? I mean, I always want to ex expand bags. and grow and... What's that? With bags? I mean, I would always love... I've always... I'm, I'm thinking about thinking mm. about it. I'd always love to do bags and I'd love to do lots of different leather goods. Um, so... Mm. I've got so much... There's so much... So more much to time do. in the day. Yeah. We need more than 24 hours in a day. All right, so, well, thanks very much. It's been thank great you. talking. Thank you. <laughs> 
That was an episode of The Collector's House, a Matches Fashion podcast. You can find more episodes and more about Five Carlos Place on the Matches Fashion website, and you can join the conversation on social media by searching for at Matches Fashion and the hashtag Five Carlos Place. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.